interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. From the inside cover, over at the West Australian, it's Ben O'Shea. Oh, it certainly is. Merry Christmas, mate. How are you doing? All right? Merry Christmas, Blackers, and Merry Christmas to everybody in the Southwest. I hear you've got a lot of people coming in from overseas for Christmas lunch at your place. It's going to be busy. I hope you've got that turkey and the uh, the ham and everything organised already. Oh, yeah, going to glaze a ham and the barbecue. That's the annual <laughs> Oh, tradition. nice. What's going on inside cover? Well, a lot of people might think that, uh, you know, the same-sex marriage was the biggest thing that the pollies uh, got over the line this year, but that's only because they don't know the, the hard work of WA Nationals MP Marty Aldridge, mm-hmm. uh, who's who's fighting to get emu export put on the menu at the the parliamentary uh, <laughs> Parliament House bar. Is that right? <laughs> big fight, big fight. Oh, it's a big fight because it used to be on the menu, but um, uh, maybe there's a lot less uh, uh, Nationals MPs in the in the Parliament these days. So they took Bush Chook off the menu. He's fighting to get it back on, but apparently people aren't that keen on it. Uh, and uh, he's on a committee, uh, and so I wrote a story about it, and someone else on the committee, Ian Blaney, who's the Liberal MP yeah. uh, for Geraldton, emailed me and said, oh, what a load of BS. <laughs> uh, Marty Aldridge hasn't even mentioned it in the committee. Uh, he's just trying to pretend like he's a real country. Uh, I bet he's never had a, a can of export in his life. Uh, and so then Marty's fired back and said, oh, I've had, I've had more than a few can of exports in my time. Uh, he's a big fan of the bush chook and even sent me a photo of him drinking a, drinking a tinny. The bush chook. What else is going on? Well, you know, it's Christmas time and I'm sure down there in Bunbury, you know, you drive along and there are houses with the big Christmas light lots. displays. Yeah, lots of them. Well, in Joondalup, there's a street where everybody on the street gets into it. Uh, it's a, It draws hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people to the street every year and they collect money for charity. I think... In the in the twenty odd years they've been doing it, they've raised nearly two hundred grand for the Guide Dogs Association. The charity would be the uh, electricity bill these days, mate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but so, in a classic case of Christmas Grinchery, yeah. uh, the uh, the city of Joondalup uh, Council has gone along, sort of under the cover of darkness, one morning and installed these you know, big plastic bollards that they use for roadworks yeah. to stop people from parking on the street. Oh, God. But can you believe it? Yeah, I, yeah, unfortunately, I do believe it. You know, some councils just honestly have a, should have a long look at themselves, really. <laughs> yeah, but how's this, though? So, so I put in a couple of questions to them about this, and surprise, surprise, the temporary fencing was removed within 24 hours. Oh, nice. nice. So there you go. Good Christmas pressure. can go ahead. That's right, it can. Mate, good to talk to you, and uh, have a great Christmas and a great start of the new year, and enjoy your holiday later in January, all right? All right, Blackers, have a safe one. <laughs> Federal police have come embarrassingly close to broadcasting details of the planned arrest of a suspected North Korean agent on social media days before it happened. It's hard to <laughs> believe. social media stuff is pretty tricky. <laughs> the AFP have confirmed an internal investigation has been launched after a discussion between staff about how to handle media reporting of the arrest was accidentally broadcast on social media <laughs> platform Periscope. We all do remember it was a pretty big story. Because it's never happened before. No one's ever been charged with the stuff that this guy's been charged with. A 59-year-old Sydney man was arrested on Saturday by AFP officers for allegedly brokering arms deals with the North Korean regime. Audio of the discussion was recorded by the West Australian newspaper the Wednesday prior before the post was deleted. It is alleged the man was involved in trying to sell missiles and missile parts from North Korea to others, breaching both Australian and international sanction laws. In the recording, a male AFP officer is heard discussing details of the arrest operation. We're not going in all guns blazing, all right? It's only half a dozen people in a forensics fan. <laughs> Another male officer has then heard mentioning when political leaders may comment on the arrest if they release details on the Sunday morning. 
We just need to recognise that the PM will be standing up at some time on Sunday to talk about Benelong by-action, as will, as will Shorten. In a statement, the AFP confirmed the accidental broadcast. The incident occurred when testing a piece of social media broadcasting equipment, a spokesperson told the APC. Steps have been taken to ensure such incidents will not occur again. You'd like to think so. And if you read between the lines, the guy responsible is doing 15 to 20 in Long Bay. <laughs> this is some great news. The Southwest Football League women's competition will now feature eight teams after the Eaton Boomers and Collie Eagles were awarded licences at last week's annual general meeting. It's great news, Black, as we're there on grand final day, Leachy and myself for the uh, Women's Footy League, and I've got to tell you the standard of footy, very impressive. It is, very impressive indeed. And after a successful inaugural year, the competition has been expanded with just Augusta, Margaret River and Donnybrook not included in the league, and hopefully they'll uh, get that happening in the next yeah. year or two. Swaffle General Manager John Vidos said that it was great to have two new teams in the women's comp. It does dispense some of the problems we had last year, where some teams didn't play for three to four weeks, he said. This will allow more games to be played. And he anticipated each team would go from playing 10 games a season to around about 14. He said, we have to look at whether we look at the structure of the finals, whether we keep it as a top four or we go for a top five like the men. Not surprising at all, mate. And another indicator that it's such a strong league is uh, young Katie Greep, who's about to possibly play her first game for, for Carlton in the mm. AFLW next month. Yeah, from the we, South uh, Bunbury Footy Club. So. Yeah, we spoke to her earlier this year. Yeah, Eaton Boomers president Gary Box said the club was excited to enter the women's competition. There was a bit of talk around and all it really needed was the right people in the right places, he said. We think socially it will be great for the club, yep. Damn right. Collie Eagles president Ash Stewart said the club decided to put a team into the league after receiving plenty of interest from potential players, which is great. So good on you, ladies. Well done. Look forward to catching it next year. This isn't sort of surprising. The RAC have uh, put out a bit of information. WA drivers have now more reasons to be extra careful on the roads this week with new figures showing December 23 is the worst day for car crashes to occur. Now, this is Saturday. Everybody doing their last minute shopping, mm. in and out of car parks, all that sort of stuff. Really pinpointed it there, and it makes sense, doesn't it? Well, double the merits already in force for the Christmas period and uh, police boosting patrols all over the state. A new analysis by the RAC has found more crashes occur on December 23 than any day of the year. An average of 193 crashes. That's a lot. <laughs> on December 23. December 10 was next at 166. February 20 with 165. What the hell happens on December 10 and February... December 10. December February 20, 10. I don't know. August 8, 163. Oh, hang on. What about December 10 being a likely date or weekend for work Christmas parties? Because sort of two weeks before Christmas? Yeah, mate. Oh, that sort of makes sense. Oh, I maybe. don't know. Who knows? Who knows? And December 24, not far behind it, 157. Mm. That's that last-minute Christmas rush. The last-minute rush. So yeah. if you're out there doing your last-minute Christmas shopping and all that sort of stuff, please be very, very, very careful. Be very mindful of what you're doing. Concentrate on your driving. Be patient is the most important thing because impatience just causes drama on the road. Mm. Left, right and centre. <laughs>